This is the Lindsay Talks Tech Podcast, and on today's episode, we're talking all about how to become an action taker in your business with 90-day planning. Welcome to Lindsay Talks Tech, a podcast about using tech to simplify, systematize, and automate your business so you can save hours each week. I'm your host, Lindsay Allison, tech and system specialist and VA mentor for female entrepreneurs just like you. I hope to inspire you and show you that you don't have to do it alone. I'll be here with you every week sharing my best tips and advice for creating a beautiful, thriving, and automated business and holding nothing back. So go grab your cup of tea and let's dive into today's episode. 90-day planning, also known as quarterly planning, is nothing new. I am not sure who the first person to come up with the idea was, but it is a pretty popular method to increase your productivity and get more done in your business. I know that I always felt like I was on a never-ending hamster world, always busy, but never actually accomplishing anything before I started using it in my business. But quarterly planning is what helps me stay on track for my yearly business goals. It lets me know what I should be working on and when, but also allows me the flexibility to pivot if needed. All quarterly planning is, is taking your yearly goal and breaking it down into four smaller goals that will help you accomplish it. Then these are broken down into 90 day action plans. Since you just focus on one 90 day action plan at a time, it allows you to change direction if needed. Like say something drastically changes in your business or you no longer feel aligned with your original plan. It keeps your main goal at the forefront, but allows you the flexibility to change and pivot your strategies and tactics. If you haven't tried 90 day planning before, I think you should give it a shot by breaking down your goals into 90 day action plans. It helps you stay on track. It is a long enough time frame to take massive action, but not so long that it's going to drag it out or you're going to lose motivation. Have you ever heard that the time it takes you to do something always expands to the amount of time you give yourself? So by shortening your time to achieve a goal, you will actually get more done faster. Now, before I dive into how to create a 90 day plan, I want to let you know that this isn't a replacement for having a big business vision or like a three to five year business goal. I still truly believe you need that big picture vision of the life and business you want to create, but we all know that it will take time to get there. So use 90 day planning to help support you on your way to achieving that big goal you set for yourself. Now let's talk about the steps to creating your quarterly plan. Well, most people do start this at the beginning of the year and use the natural quarters of the year, like Q1 is January, February, and March. You can technically start this at any time. Just break your goals out in 90 day, AKA like three month chunks um, and you're good to go. Does that make sense? Okay, I want you to set an income goal for the next 12 months. This is a number you are working toward. It needs to be realistic. If you set yourself an unrealistic goal, like say making a million dollars when you haven't even hit 100K in a year, you are going to get discouraged. On the other hand, if you set a goal that is too low, you're not going to be motivated to actually push for it. And you might actually not even hit it because you're not even motivated to take action. Now, with that said, I also want you to create a reach goal and a shoot for the moon goal. As women, I feel we tend to cut ourselves short. So I want you to consider what is possible for you. For example, say you have a goal of making $100,000 this year. Your reach goal might be $150,000 and your shoot for the moon goal might be $200,000. This is basically there to keep you motivated and to keep 
going even after you hit your initial goal. So why do we start with an income goal? I have found that almost all goals are tied to income in some way. You want to be able to quit your job and go full-time in your business. You need to make a certain level of income and maybe have three months of business and personal expenses saved before you can do so. You want to only work three days a week while still making a full-time income? Well, you're going to need to make enough to pay for tools or a team to help your business run without you. So start with that income goal that supports the bigger goal that you are working towards. Now, I want you to brainstorm all the different ways you can actually achieve that yearly income goal. Think about your current offers. Which ones are evergreen? Which ones are fueled by live launches? Do you have any new offers coming up the pipeline or affiliate launches that you typically take part in that that do well? Now choose four main focuses for the year that will help you achieve your goal. You broke down all of these different ways that you could hit that yearly income goal. Now like pick four main focuses. You need to narrow it down a little bit. These are going to become your overarching quarterly focuses, but it doesn't stop here. We still need to break it down even further. Decide on two to three main strategies or projects that will help you achieve your quarterly goal. You can plan one quarter at a time, or you can decide the whole year. That is typically what I do. I decide my launches and focuses for the year ahead of time. That way, when a new quarter comes up, I have a starting point. I'm not starting with a blank slate. This is where the flexibility comes in. For example, I mapped out four main launches and four mini launches for this year, essentially one of each a quarter. This is something that I actually learned from Julie and Kathy from Funnel Gorgeous. And really, I learned that I need to be launching or promoting and talking about my offers more often. So I made sure to plan those out ahead of time and put placeholders in. But then I got COVID at the end of February, beginning of March, after dealing with a three month respiratory infection, and literally the effects are still lingering a little bit from all of this, but it severely slowed me down and I had to do some pivoting. I pushed back this podcast launch as well as a program that I currently have in the works because I had too much going on. I was having trouble recording um, without coughing. Even now I'm having a little bit of trouble, but it's enough that I can push through it. But overall, I still managed to stay on track for my Q1 goals overall. I just pivoted some of the tactics and adjusted like the timeline for some of those tactics for the remaining quarters of the year. And the best part, I was not overwhelmed the least bit because I knew that I built flexibility into my plan. I used to feel guilty if I had to move stuff around that I had originally planned, but now I make sure that I do build that flexibility into my yearly plan, into my my quarterly goals to allow myself some wiggle room in case life comes up, you know, stuff, stuff happens. Um, so now I no longer feel guilty. I no longer feel overwhelmed because I know that part of my plan had that flexibility in case I needed it. So once you decide on your two to three main strategies for the quarter or quarters, if you're doing it all at once, it is time to just take a look at the upcoming 90 days or the upcoming quarter. That one focus 
you are going to be working on and you're going to build out your action plan. Get really specific and detailed. You don't want to leave anything out. I will say you're going to leave some stuff out. You're going to forget some stuff that's going to pop up later. But the goal here is to kind of brain dump and get all of the steps out, everything you want to achieve, all the steps to achieving it, and to load it into your project management tool. Um, that way, when it comes time to work on the project, you don't need to think about all the steps you need to take. You already have those mapped out. And that's why we only do this one quarter at a time for the nitty gritty details in case some of your strategies change. You don't want to waste the time. My favorite project management system all time is ClickUp. You can go to lindsayallison.com slash ClickUp to sign up for your free account today. Um, in full transparency, this is an affiliate link. And I will get some credits if you sign up for a free account. Um, so I just want to be open and honest about that. But I have been using ClickUp for probably three or more years at this point, And I absolutely love it. Once everything is in ClickUp or as you're adding it to your project management tool, um, if it's not ClickUp, it could be Asana or something like that, um, assign the task to the person actually doing it. Don't leave anything in there without an assignee if it's a to-do item. If you are a team of one, then that means it's assigned to you. And be sure to set those due dates. Um, I like to bake in some extra time. So if I think something's going to take me about two to three days, I give myself five. If I think it's going to take me a week, I make it a week and a half. Remember, there is no penalty for getting things done early. So it is better to overestimate the time needed than underestimate it. This is one of the key things I found that helps me not be stressed. I bake in this extra time as well as this flexibility. So if I get sick or if I want to take the, the day off to do something fun, if, if an opportunity comes up, I am not so pressed for time that I can't accommodate that. I want, I want, um, I want that room in my schedule because some things are inevit inevitably going to come up, whether you're sick, your kids are sick, um, your power goes out. I know I've been trying to get a summit interview and the poor girl's power has been out for an entire week. So we've had to keep on rescheduling. Or maybe your significant other wants to surprise you with a date night or a date weekend and you, you, you need to leave early. You just never know what could come up or you need to take a mental health day. You want that room in there. And then really it's time to get to work. Um, I make sure to have a recurring task though, set up about two weeks from the end of the quarter for me to map out the next quarter, so the upcoming quarter. This is my opportunity to pivot from any strategies I had previously planned to do that no longer feel aligned with the direction I'm heading in my business, or I can just hit the ground running with the details if everything looks good. I, of course, make sure to review each quarter as well as each month to make sure I am staying on track to hit my goal. Um, I look at what went well, what didn't go well, any struggles I had, any changes that need to be made. Because I think it's important that you don't want to get to the end of a quarter and not realize things are going wrong and you needed to maybe pivot a little bit different. That's where the monthly check-ins come and you don't want to get to the end of the year um, if you're not doing any of these reviews and check-ins and realize, oh, maybe something went wrong in Q1 and you just kind of let it keep on going and you didn't like course correct, 
that's why it's so important to do monthly and quarterly and yearly reviews and probably do another episode on that entirely. And when you're a team of one, it's one of the hardest things to actually sit down and do and record. I I have found it's something that I meant to do all of last year, all of 2022, and I just kept on procrastinating. But I have been sticking to a strict schedule for reviewing my months and my quarters so far in 2023. And it's making a huge difference because I can pivot or continue or go all in on stuff that is working. And then, of course, I repeat the strategy each and every year. It has been a game changer for me, and I hope it will be for you as well. Want to learn more about quarterly planning and how to stop getting bogged down by everything you need to get done when launching and growing your business? For only $27, you can get my From Inspired to Action Taker Challenge, plus some amazing bonuses like my Productivity Mindset Masterclass, my Set Your Morning Routine Workbook, and cute productivity mantra desktop and cell phone backgrounds. Go to lindsayallison.com slash action taker today. And you can find the complete show notes over at lindsayallison.com slash episode dash one. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today on the Lindsay Talks Tech podcast. I am so very grateful that you are here and I hope that this podcast is an inspiring and educational break from what I'm sure is a super busy day. It means the world to me. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to share it on social media and tag me in it or personally share it with somebody you know could benefit from it. Also, if you are loving this podcast, be sure to let me know by subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. That's it for this episode. Be sure to keep an eye out for new episodes every Wednesday. See you next time.